Hello, and welcome to Getting to Good Enough, a podcast to help you let go of perfectionism so you can do more of what you love. I'm Shannon Wilkinson, a life coach in Portland, Oregon. I'm a recovering perfectionist who's getting better at good enough. And I'm Janine Adams, a certified professional organizer in St. Louis, Missouri, and I'm lucky enough to be naturally good at good enough. And today, we're talking about the fact that mistakes aren't failures. Hello, Janine. Hello, Shannon. How are you? I'm super Super, <laughs> super that's, duper. Uh, that's a new response. <laughs> I, I know. Did it. I trick you? You did. <laughs> usually, you're. I don't know. What are you, usually you're great, or I usually, usually say I'm great. Yeah, you're super. I think you're super too, Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks. You're, you're pretty welcome. super yourself. <laughs> Thank you so much. I mean, I think you are, but how are you? I'm super. So super. No, I'm great. No complaints. Excellent. Excellent. So today we are talking about, and I like to stress this part, the fact that mistakes aren't failures. (laughs) This is not opinion. No. This is fact. This is fact. Yes. (laughs) It's true though. Mistakes aren't failures. And if you view them... It, through a lens of, of that, if you let go of the notion that if you make a mistake, you have failed, then mistakes are actually, I guess you could think of them as successes. That's right. Because if you're, if you're not making mistakes, then you're not sort of expanding yourself enough. You're not trying, you're not pushing yourself. Right. You're playing it safe. And yep. it's the mistakes that allow us to learn. Right, right. I have been, um, one of my goals for 2020 is to, and this may be a little um, ambitious, but to read a nonfiction book every month in addition to the fiction that I read and to really sort of study it. And this month I'm doing the talent code. And so in addition to reading the book, I'm listening to podcast interviews. And if the author has a TED talk, I'll listen to that. But just to truly sort of steep myself in the um, concepts of the book. And this is a particularly apropos one for this topic, because Daniel Coyle, the author, was just talking about on the interview I was listening to about how um, uh <laughs> oh, it was such a long wind up. I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> oh boy, um, he is talking about how the people who um, struggle, the people who make mistakes, are the people who get better, mm. and. It's really about what you do, how you handle making a mistake that makes it um, something that contributes to your success as opposed to something that feels like a failure. Excellent. That, that's, 
<laughs> that was a great wind up. Um, that makes a lot of sense to me. It's like, if we never make a mistake, how do we ever learn? And right. those of us who are able to, um, what, go out on a limb a little bit or to branch out and put ourselves in a position to make a mistake are the ones who are going to go farther uh, toward whatever they're trying to go toward because of those mistakes. Right. I love that. Yeah. And now I have to just have a tiny dis- di- to distraction isn't the right word. What's the word? When I'm going to deviate a little bit. There's a word. Oh, yeah. Um, because two things. One. I, I just wanted to comment that when you mentioned that you were listening to podcasts that the author of the book you were reading is on are on, uh-huh. that's I think a I think that's brilliant. I love that. I think that's so smart. What a way to enhance your learning. Um, and the other thing is, I just want to make sure people know. I think you, you know this, but that you can search on a person's name, at least in Apple Podcasts, you can do a search on a an author and and get a listing of all the episodes he or she has has appeared on in promoting the book. So it's like a a huge deep dive. That's awesome because I um, just tried to do a search in Apple podcasts and nothing came up. And I, and I was going to ask you about that because you had mentioned that to me the other day. So you Um, searched on his name. Yeah. I had to like scroll down a little and then you get a bunch of episodes. Oh, yeah. That you can. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll, uh, look at that again because yeah. I ended up just googling it because I I wasn't getting right and often anything. an author will will have a list of podcast episodes they've been on um oh, which with I links s- to it but do you see it on Apple podcast well yeah so what what I saw and dismissed was shows mm-hmm. and then but if you scroll down to episodes then it will show yeah. the episodes actual that, episodes that yeah. ha- he's on Right. So that's that's fantastic. At least the episodes where I'm guessing his name is in the title. Yeah. Although they say now that on the Apple. Oh, no, it's in just the um, descriptions, too, because it's like uh, for him, not too far down is one that his name's not in the title. He's in the description. But excellent. Yeah. So that's a real, a real great, I think, a terrific way to learn. It's like these learning opportunities are unbelievable and podcasts have just made that explode. Right. Yeah. Um, so that's cool. And the other comment I wanted to make is it reminded when you were describing how you were on top of your regular fiction reading, which I know is a goal of a book a week, you're adding uh, a nonfiction book a month and it's not just a nonfiction book a month. You're trying to listen to the podcast and um, the Ted talks that that author might've done as you're really analyzing the book. And, th- and I thought to myself, and I'm, it's, I had a mocking tone in my voice. I really admire it, Shannon. But I thought to myself, oh, this is January, Shannon. <laughs> I can't wait to find out what November Shannon's like. <laughs> I know. Well, that's why I said this may be a little ambitious. And just to clarify, um, I want to read 40 nonfiction books, which I read 42. Oh, forgive me. Okay. Yeah, 40, so 40 I, fiction books, fiction. 40 fiction books uh-huh. plus 12 nonfiction books. To for, equal 52. To equal yeah. 52. Okay, great. Um, and it. the equivalent of one a week. But I um, I read 42 fiction books in 2019 without really, with, uh, you know, I wasn't trying to. Like, I sort of at the beginning of the year was like, oh, I want to try and read a book a week. and um, But didn't really pay attention to it. Uh-huh. Until the very end of it, I was like, oh, I'm really close. I wonder if I can read 10 books in the next week. 
<laughs> Didn't happen, huh? No, no. Yeah. But, um, uh, but so I thought that this would be, I think this is doable, although it may be a little ambitious um, on the nonfiction books and I might want to do maybe set my goal a little smaller, like maybe six that I really dig into like this. Well, yeah. And even if you don't do 12, if you don't do one a month, it's still going to be amazing. What, even if you do one like that. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, right. Think, I love this idea that you're supplementing the learning from the book by, um, doing, listening to podcasts and listening to, uh, uh Ted talks. I just think that's great. Well, I, I learned um, ac through actual testing that it takes me three times now at this, at this age and number of, um, of uh, head injuries uh -huh. to, for information to really stick for me to, mm -hmm. to really get it. And um, I'm not a person that likes to reread stuff very often. Mm -hmm. So... I thought that this would be a great way to sort of expose myself to the material before I read the book. So it's not all new, then read the book and then sort of dig in deeper with more interviews and remind myself. So I'm like getting the information from different ways. So it still stays interesting to me, mm -hmm. um, but I'm getting it in, in multiple waves so that I'm hopefully more likely to retain it. Right. And it does make you realize how many times the author says the very same thing on multiple podcasts, because I do that as right. well. Um, uh, I will sometimes binge on an author uh, in podcasts, but it's great because it does reinforce it without a doubt. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that, the word I was looking for before was diversion. And I apologize oh. for that diversion, <laughs> but I think it was, <laughs> it was beneficial. Um, and I think it's really cool that we're recording this episode whose topic we came up with ages ago. Um, I think, yeah. medium, not remembering that, right? Yeah. And right when you were reading all about that. Right. Well, and the other thing that is really interesting is that um, we just had a little meta experience there talking about my goal of um, reading 12 nonfiction books and how even if I only did a deep dive into one, that would still be awesome. So it wouldn't be a failure if I didn't reach 12 because I still would have done one. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Excellent. I mean, it's such a, it's such a perfect example of it. Like, yeah. and, and that's something that I've been getting better at. And I think we talked about this with my nonfiction books. Like I didn't really set out to read 52. I just sort of thought like, Oh, that'd be kind of fun. And, and then you mean I, your, and, your fiction books, I mean, my fiction books last yeah. year. Mm -hmm. Right. And, um, and then when I realized like how many I had read, I felt really good about it. And I didn't yeah. feel, I didn't feel like I failed to reach 52. I felt like, wow, I read 42 books this year. That's kind of awesome. Exactly. Yeah. I had the same sort of experience where I always go for 50 and this year I got, I think it was like 49 and mm -hmm. I was like looking to see, okay, if, what if I read a novella? You know, what if I, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, can I cram another book in here and, and I let it go and feel very good about, or maybe it was 48. I can't remember how many I was. It was very close to 50, right. but yeah. Uh, well, I just today uh, wrote a blog post called It's Okay to Break the Chain, meaning um, I was thinking about my yoga because, you know, we, you and I haven't talked about yoga, my yoga practice in a solid two or three weeks, I think. Yeah, um, probably. Yeah, right. We're, they, um, 
I'm doing the 30 day yoga journey with uh, my beloved yoga with Adrian. And I did a great job of doing it every day because I'm really enjoying it. I know you're doing it too. And I think you're enjoying yeah. it too. It's fantastic. Mm -hmm. It's so um, good. Yeah. And even when I was traveling, you know, into Walla Walla, I was able to keep it up because I um, did the days that, you know, it takes all day to get there. So the two travel days I had, I did did the yoga for the day the night before. So I could, mm. um, I, I kept up with them. I was very proud of that. And then last week I had a day where I led an organizing team for seven hours and I was really tired at the end of the session. And um, I had one of my team members also does yoga with Adrian. And she said, I've given myself the gift of self-care and I'm allowing myself to do it only on those days where I really want to do it. And I'm like, oh, wow. that's so lovely. Yeah. So when I got home and I was about to do it, and then I texted Geraldine, who's also uh, my friend Geraldine Thomas, who's also doing it, the 30-day yoga journey. I said, did you do it today? Is it hard? Because I'm really tired. And yeah. she said, you know what? I had a bad day today, and I'm not doing it. And I'm like, oh. okay, perfect. Two people said the same, yeah. pretty much the same thing to me. So I didn't do it, and that felt that I was so glad. It felt so good because I was so tired. Oh. Um, and so I jumped right back in. And I'm not a failure just because I didn't manage to do the 30 days in a row. And I will do all 30. Um, of, you know, maybe not in 30 days because I'm definitely going to do all 30 because they're awesome. Yeah, they're great. I'm, I, when we, we chatted about this the other day, and I sort of feel like as soon as the 30 is done, I kind of want to restart it. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's I so enjoyable. It's, it's this particular group of 30 is just so yummy and yeah. well thought out and just like this little positive ray of sunshine in my day. Yes. I mean, there's everything nice. about it is positive. It's just, ah, love that woman. Um, so uh, anyway, my blog post, I talked about how that chain of where you're getting, you do a daily action every single day. And it's very powerful to keep you going the next day because you don't want to break the chain. But, you know, sometimes you do have to break the chain. And it doesn't mean you need to abandon the practice. It just means that you're not doing it today. Right. Right. And I've um, realized that multiple times over and over again with my language practice on Duolingo. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes I just flat out forget to do it and lose my streak. Mm -hmm. And it feels so sad at first. And then, and then I sort of had a revelation the last time I did it. And it was like, it doesn't matter. I'm not doing this to have a streak. I'm doing this to learn right. Portuguese. <laughs> right. Right. You know, exactly. and it's like, we're not doing this 30 day yoga journey to do yoga, to do something for 30 days in a row. We're doing it to have the, have the experience of these 30 practices. Right, exactly. Yeah. Although I do have my thirty by thirty genealogy challenge going on on my organ yep. my organization family history. And with that one, I have been making a real effort to do it every day. But I think it's because it's my challenge that other people are doing. But yeah. uh, I have not managed to do thirty minutes every day. Some mm. days it's been only 10 minutes, but just the, mm -hmm. just the act of what I'm doing right now is working on one of my uh, ancestors' Civil War pension files, which is a 
a, a job best broken down into tiny components because it's a very big job. Uh, and so just doing 10 minutes is giving me progress. Um, and I'm, I'm enjoying that daily touchstone, so to speak, you know, right. Uh, and cause I, it's the kind of thing that's tedious enough that if I walk away from it for a while, well, I got the thing in 2015. So I walked away from it for five years. Yeah. So, um, I did two other ancestors. Um, but anyway, I can put a link to the, to, to a blog post about what, what I'm talking about, what processing the civil war pension file means. But right now it's reading a lot of old handwriting. And, yeah. um, so doing it for just 10 minutes gives me progress, but I'm, for, I'm, I'm not focusing at all on the fact that I'm not doing it for 30 minutes, even though that was part of the original challenge. Right. Right. Well, and I think it's useful to recognize why you're doing something like with the, yoga thing I and like my language learning well with my language learning there's a skill I want to acquire it is best acquired by um, studying it on a regular basis you know with yoga there I I'm gaining something from you know I'm gaining physical I'm gaining fitness or flexibility or whatever but really what why I want to do this is I I want to have a regular daily yoga practice. And so I it feels important to me to allow myself to to not have to do it every day, but to also push myself to try to do it every day. Mhm. Right. And if you miss a day or two for some reason, that's okay cuz you'll get right back to it because your priority is that daily practice. Like my daily right. genealogy research. Yeah. Right. Right. And yet I feel the same way. I mean, I, I've set up my goal. I would like to have a daily yoga practice. Definitely would. But I think I haven't thought about it before, but I think my goal is to be somebody who does yoga regularly, whatever mm -hmm. that means at that point, a juncture in my, um, in my, being at that moment like I want right. to be able to say to anybody at any time I do yoga and not feel like a fraud <laughs> yeah yeah so well, uh, I think you can say that right now right yeah I think I can and I think and I want I wanted to go past this 30 days though so that I want to you know keep it going because it is such a beneficial thing it is just so yeah. beneficial on every level Especially well, and my aging body. It's great. Yeah. I originally was just going to do it on the days that I'm not walking mm -hmm. for training. Mm -hmm. And then I realized it's just so wonderful. I'm doing it every day. Yeah. Yeah. I would like to figure out if I could integrate it into my morning routine like you do. Because I was doing it in the morning in Walla Walla because I have a mm -hmm. lot more time to my, that's the only time I have to myself when I'm there. But yeah. uh, here, I just have so much I have to do before I leave the house that I, I guess I have to decide whether it's worth it to me to get up earlier, uh, which it might be, you know, go to bed earlier and get up earlier so right. that I can accomplish that. But it is also a nice way to wind down the day. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's true. I know. It's yeah. hard. But, you know, you could also experiment with it and try it for, give yourself just a time period to try it for two weeks or something and see if it feels like it's worth it and you want to continue the experiment or realize that it's just not worth it and continue to do it in the afternoon or evening. Oh, I love that. That's a great idea. That's a great idea. Yeah. Because, uh, 
why not just experiment? <laughs> it's a happy experiment. Yeah. 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 That's excellent. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about other places where I'm making a lot of mistakes that aren't failure, and that's with my cartooning. And um, mm. how, you know, sort of getting back to the concept of the talent code, it's like when you make a mistake, you notice what you've done and then sort of figure out what you need to do differently. But it's not, I didn't fail at that cartoon. I just made that foot look really weird. <laughs> right. You know? <laughs> right. That's not a failure. That's a design. Yeah. It could be considered a de an artistic decision. Yeah. Yeah. And what's really funny is I'm thinking about this one cartoon in particular where I made my character tapping her foot, but the way I drew it, like the ankle is coming out like two inches ahead. I mean, it's not literally two inches, but like the heel of the shoe is sticking out way past like the ankle and it looks so weird, but and that's like all I could see is that. But then someone commented on, oh, I love the tapping foot, which is what I was making that foot do. Mm -hmm. um, and it just made me really happy that she got out of it the thing that I wanted to, as opposed to what I saw as the glaring mistake. Right. Right. And I saw that cartoon and I did not notice the ankle, the heel at all. <laughs> um, but now when you look at it, you'll be like, oh my God, how did I all, not notice that? Yeah. That's all I'll be able to see. <laughs> um, but you're right. I mean, that's the thing. We focus on our own mistakes that they jump out at us. They stick in our brains. Um, but that's not what most people are focusing on. Other people's no. mistakes, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting thing. And so maybe reframing mistakes as what? Learning opportunities? Or, right. Um, well, in NLP, they have um, what they call presuppositions. They're sort of like the tenets of NLP, sort of the things you assume to be true. And one of them is um, there's no failure, only feedback. Mm. And so the idea is that, you know, they're, they're, you're not really making mistakes. You're not failing. You're simply getting feedback. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And, I, and that's a really nice way to think about things. Mm -hmm. and, the, and one of the things I talk about with my clients a lot is that, you know, who are worried about failing is that, well, you only really fail if you don't try or you quit. And so as long as you're trying, then you're not failing. And there's an even argument if, to be made that even if you're quitting, you're not failing. I mean, no, if you're, if you're choosing, you right. know, I've, it's like if you're, um, how do I put this? Like there's sort of different ways to stop doing something. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. Right. And, um, so, you know, the way in which you decide to stop doing something to me sort of indicates if you are feeling like you failed at something and feeling bad about it, or you've decided that this is no longer something you want to do, mm -hmm. um, which I think are, you know, sort of two very yeah. different mental states yeah. to stop doing something. Yeah, absolutely.
And I think that matters a lot, you know, mm -hmm. how you feel about it. Yep. Oh, so would it be a mistake if we ended now? No, I don't think so. I think it would be um, perfectly great. I think I feel like, you know, we I feel like I hope that listeners are able to sort of reframe their uh, feelings about mistakes if they thought they were failures before. Yeah. Yeah, because I, it's it really is how you learn. And if you're not challenging yourself enough to not do something perfectly every time, then you're not going to be learning anything. You know, you have to right. you have to have that stretch, that place of stretching in order to gain something. Right. Yeah, so actually doing something perfectly every time is not necessarily a success. No. And it's shocking to me like as you were saying that, I just thought, "Ugh, how boring would that be?" Which I can't even believe that that was the thought that came to mind. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> wow. Yeah, wowee, Shannon. <laughs> That's kind of awesome. Yeah. So what about you, our listeners? How easy is it for you to recognize that mistakes are okay, that they aren't failures? You can let us know at 413-424-GTGE. That's 4843 uh, you can head over to our website and leave a message, uh, uh, leave a comment on the show notes at gettingtogoodenough.com or connect with us on social media where we are at Getting to Good Enough on Facebook and Instagram and GTG Enough on Twitter. For now, this is Shannon Wilkinson in Portland, Oregon. And Janine Adams in St. Louis, Missouri. And we hope that good enough is getting easier for you. This show really is rubbing off on me. <laughs> it's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's rubbing off on me too. It. Yeah. <laughs> Yay, us. <laughs>